Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I am not ignoring your text message. I haven't had a chance to uh, get to my calendar and so forth and so on. But saying that, we now have an idea, at least, what the first five practices are going to look like, somewhat in mm -hmm. regards to who the media will be able to talk to. And um, so, wow, it is here. It is now August 4th, reporting day. And then the first practice, August the 5th. Yeah, I, t I took a little bit of a stab at it, trying to trying to figure out what they might do with an article I wrote this morning. Actually, I thought that they might take, um, you know, go go Friday, Saturday, and then take Sunday off, get a couple days in, and, and then pick it back up. But they're actually going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then taking Wednesday off. So, um and it looks like we're, you know, we're going to have some viewing time. That probably the 20 to 30 minutes or so at the beginning of practice, and then press conferences after the first media viewing time is at five. So that's why I was texting you, obviously, because it's um, that would obviously cause an issue with uh, mm -hmm. with me being on air. So we'll work around it and uh, probably have to get a little creative. You know, there's a a few things that people need to know about fall camp because you know we come up to this and people don't know how the schedules work and everything but basically the way it's going to work for arkansas is the next three weeks is going to be practicing every single day but sunday okay um now obviously it's it's a little bit different this first week where they'll take wednesday off but i would i would assume they get back at it uh thursday friday saturday uh probably with that first scrimmage on Saturday uh, and then take Sunday off and then we start seeing that normal um, normal type of, of rotation where they take Sundays off but um, so it'll be it'll be basically three weeks now kind of the way it works so you get the so the fall camp practices you'll have you know um, this first set and then um, you know you'll have the next the next set probably. Um, probably August um, or whatever that Saturday is uh, following that. Uh, the I think it's the 13th. 13th and then, yeah. The, the, yeah, the third week will be like Monday through Saturday, August 15th through 20th. And that will technically, the 20th, will technically be the last day of fall camp because school starts the 22nd. Okay, so the next week will be more of like a rehearsal for game week. Okay, so they'll they'll kind of approach it like they're – doing everything that they normally would do during a game week, and then they'll uh, probably have a mock game on the 27th. And then after that, it's game week. It's August 29th through September 2nd, Monday through Friday. Pittman does it a little bit different, as we found from recent years, uh, than, than most coaches practicing on Mondays. Where most coaches take Monday off. They practice Sunday. You know, they would take Monday off and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But Pittman does it a little bit different. They take Sunday off and then get back at it on Monday. Um, so that's kind of the schedule. There's a few, um, you know, stipulations here and there. You get So including, you know, the rehearsal week and the game week and fall camp, you get 25 practices over 
29 days leading up to the the first game, which would be on the 30th. So, uh, the 30th day. So you get 30 days out. You you get to start camp. So everybody, unless they play a Thursday night game, um, like Tennessee playing Ball State, uh, everybody's going to start. You know, coming up here um, later this week on Friday. So. Seven of the 25, this is, I believe, newer just this year. Seven of the 25 practices must be conducted in helmets only. Okay, that, that can happen throughout, but there is a seven-day period where you, you know, slowly add on more and more things. So the first seven days, and I don't know if that culminates with the seventh day that you can wear full pads or if it's the eighth day. I think it might be the seventh day. The seventh day, then that puts them to the next Friday being the first day in full pads and then scrimmaging most likely on that Saturday. Um, so it used to be a five-day period, but now they've extended it out to seven days. Obviously, all, all rules, you know, center around player safety pretty much. Um, teams can have 18 contact practices, okay? So that's where they're, you know, actually getting physical with each other. Uh, and among those 18 contact practices, there are nine days in full pads. So nine full pads days. That may not sound like a lot, but in this day, like even when you're going through a week of practice, you know, there are times where they don't even put on full pads. They just do, you know, shoulder pads and, and run through practice like that. Uh, so practice is probably a lot different than they were, you know, uh, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Um, there can be no more than two consecutive days of full count contact. There can be no more than 75 minutes of full contact in a single practice. Um, there can be no more than two scrimmages. So, again, I think those will be probably the 13th and the 20th when they'll do those scrimmages. And then, obviously, we know a maximum of 105 players are invited to fall camp, and then they can have 20 more come when school starts on the 22nd. But um, that's basically 85 scholarship players and um, – you know, 20 walk-ons in, in most cases. Now, for Arkansas, it, it might be a little bit different because we know that Dax Courtney, um, man, I hate that for him, right when his career is about to get started at Arkansas, is, is medically retired. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's not going to be going through fall camp. So that knocks the scholarship number down to 83. Um, and we know that they were 84 before. So it looks like it'll be, I guess, 83. Now, it doesn't always mean there have been years where scholarship players haven't been invited or there's been an injury or something, but it sounds like there will be 83 scholarship players there and 22 walk-ons. Okay. Where would you get all this other extra information? Research, Randy. Okay. All right. He's the man, Randy. The journalist. No, I was <laughs> digging in my pile of papers here because I'm thinking, okay, I knew about the seven-day deal. In fact, I thought that was – it was saying the first seven practices could be no more than helmets, and then you could go into pads, which which you thought. No, no, no. The seventh day, I thought the eighth day. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, that's how it read, but I don't know if it's the eighth day or the seventh day being the, I can't even say the word, acclimatization period. Acclimatization. Acclimatization. It's too, it's too much. My mouth doesn't like it. Acclimatization. Acclimated. How about that? Right. So, is the seventh day the final day? The, is that the period of leading up to? You know, you know what I mean. It's you know, or is it the eighth day after that? But it's not just helmets. You know, it'll be helmets for a day or two or something, and they'll, you know, put on shoulder pads or you know, they'll put on spiders and shoulder pads, that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a slow progression into, into full pads, not just like all of a sudden they're in full pads. <laughs> 
But I just looked it up. It's hard to find all that information. The NCAA doesn't just, like, lay it out nice and easy. I'm impressed. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, did I just miss reading between the lines or something? Did I, you know, how did I miss all that information? Have you caught your breath yet, Trey? I've caught my breath, (laughs) yes. And I know in your your speculation, Trey, uh, you had – the scrimmages on a yeah. Saturday. I believe that mm-hmm. was a uh, the 13th and the 20th, if I remember correctly, yes. is when you had it on your schedule. Is that kind of still what you're thinking, that they will use the Saturday as a scrimmage day? I think so. I think that makes the most sense. Now, I was wrong on how they would do this first week. I thought they would take Sunday off, but they're going to go through Sunday. Um, but that seems to make the most sense. I mean, when you figure – you know, the 20th, it, it just kind of lines up the 13th, the 20th, then the mock game on the 27th, and then the first game on the 3rd, you know, a week between each. Uh, kind of backtracking just a little bit, if, if there has been an article, I missed it, and that was a recap on how Saturday's cookout, how did that, how did that all play out? It was good. Uh, they have uh, – you know, they had a, a lot of commitments, a lot of guys that were already on board, um, you know, which was, um, you know, kind of by the plan, I guess. They, it's not like there's, you know, about to be a bunch of commitments. Um, there was a tight end there that, that really enjoyed his visit. The quarterback that they like, uh, Devon Mitchell, um, who's a class of 2025. Um, no, excuse me. Yeah, 2025. Uh, and then Devon Mitchell, or excuse me, um, Michael Hawkins is the quarterback uh, that they had up. He's out of Allen, Texas. He's class of 2024. It's an interesting group shaping up. Now, Walker White wasn't there. He was at Ole Miss, um, obviously looking around all his options. Uh, Michael Hawkins is, you know, both those guys are pretty similarly rated. Hawkins might be more of a dual threat type of quarterback. Um, but he's, you know, I think number four. 14 quarterback or something. And I think Walker's about that. And then the other guy that they seem really high on, DJ Lagway, who's also out of Texas. Those kind of three guys seem to be emerging as their prime quarterback targets. And um, Hawkins has been at Arkansas before. Um, Mitchell told Danny that this is, you know, Arkansas is his, his favorite. Now he's got a list of Alabama, FSU, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, yada, yada. So he's got a big-time offer list, but he says Arkansas is in the front. He is 2025, so that's <laughs> that's a while down the road for him to make a decision. Uh, so, uh, But it sounds like everything went well, and it was a little rainy up here, but I don't think it affected it too much. And it sounds like most everybody who was planning on going went. But, for, again, for the most part, it was guys that were already committed to Arkansas. i got to tell you, Trey, on Saturday I was ready to go play in the rain. Hadn't seen it in that time. Oh, I know. It we just, needed it. Uh, was such a relief. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Bob says the entire football team on the field in helmets only is a sight that I do not want to see. Looks like <laughs> sunburn could be a problem. Yeah, we just assume that people know that they will be clothed. Funny what happens when you assume. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay, Bob. Uh, so from now on, we will we will name every article of clothing that they're wearing. How about that? Uh, All the I way don't... down to the socks. Yep. 
I don't think that'll be open to the media to view if that's the case. I think that'll be one of those closed practices. But uh, uh, you talked about the uh, 83 with Dax Courtney. Mm. That really was a surprise to me about Dax because I, yeah, I, I know how badly he wanted to be a Razorback. Love his dad, Mark Courtney, head coach over now at Clarendon. Uh, Dax was uh, down at DeWitt when he actually made the commitment to Arkansas. But uh, young man has really battled some knee issues, and I guess it just got to the point he just couldn't play. Yep. And uh, wish him the very best. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. It's part of the game, unfortunately. But uh, the good news is he should be fine on, um, you know, his his school and, um, you know, getting taken care of as part of a medical hardship. So, so Trey, in a situation like this, do you, if you're Coach Pittman, do you look quickly at the transfer portal to see if you might could add a spot back? Uh, or is that simply too late for that process? I don't know how that would work at this point, but I mean, I guess you could add another guy. There are a couple. There's a Texas A&M player just entered the transfer portal recently. I mean, you could do it that way. Um, I think maybe it makes sense to put a couple of guys on scholarship, uh, kind of in a retroactive sense, the way Pittman did Harper Cole and Jackson Woodard. You know, counting them back to last year's uh, recruiting class. That way, you can see which players contribute for you and who deserve to be on scholarship, you know, versus kind of projecting it um, and then apply those scholarships at the end of the year. I think that's maybe what I would do unless I felt like there was a guy who's I can't miss at this late stage in the portal. That might be kind of hard to find. Um, and today, technically, we kind of reset the portal on 24-7 sports, so we kind of we call it August 1st as the start of a new year. So there were over 3,000 uh, college football players who entered the transfer wow. portal. Yeah, 3,000 plus, and uh, a lot of them are still in there. I was going to say, the number of players that get lost in that portal, they go in and they don't they don't ever get out of it. Yeah, yeah, I would, maybe a majority. It's a, it's a lot of players, so it's unfortunate. That's the way things are now, but, um, yeah, a lot of players get lost in that portal. I was looking over some of the other notes. Uh, by the way, Jalen Catalan and Bumper pulled on the Bedneric Award Watch list. Uh, two of ninety, two of ninety players on that particular list. But you know, hey, hey, yeah. Randy, I've got a question for Mr. Biddy. Yeah. Yes. Are, sure. are are you sending Curtis uh, over to Europe to cover the, <laughs> the Hogs? Well, anyway, if he goes to Europe, he's got to go then over to uh, Maui. <laughs> yeah. No, um, he can stream it for thirty dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> so did did Curtis come in and say, Trey, here's the options. You can send mm-hmm. me, or you can go Flow Sports for thirty. What do you think, Trey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I might get better access by actually going in person. Might I, I would say he probably would. Um, that is an expensive trip, though. It is. He he did not he did not text me to ask that question. I just thought of it myself. <laughs> he said yeah. it to me. He thought I'd ask instead. <laughs> you did. So uh, we're lobbying also for Curtis for Maui. Is that is that been discussed yet? 
Uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that as we get closer to November. <laughs> That's not a no, Curtis. That's not a no. <laughs> we're working for you, buddy. We may not get there, but we're working for you. Um, this one is on three dot com transfer portal breakdown projecting the 10 most impactful transfers in the sec number 10 cornerback jared bernard uh, he is transferring to lsu number nine linebacker drew sanders uh, mm. transferring from alabama to arkansas number eight running back montrell johnson transferring from louisiana to florida Number seven, cornerback, Eli Ricks, Alabama, transferring from LSU. Quarterback at number six, Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, transferring from USC. Number five, wide receiver, Tavion Robinson, transferring from Virginia Tech to Kentucky. Number four, wide receiver, Jermaine Burton, transferring from Georgia to Alabama. Number three, running back. Zach Evans, Ole Miss, transferring from TCU. Number two, running back Jamar Gibbs, transfer from Georgia Tech, Alabama. The number one on the list, quarterback Spencer Rattler, transferring from Oklahoma to South Carolina. By my count, and I was trying to do that on the fly, I think that is seven of the ten are in the West. I wonder why he's so much higher than Dart is. Rattler? Yeah. That's a good question. Hype. Hype. I know, but Dart was a five-star recruit also. Started games for for um, USC. No, I think Randy was trying to be tongue-in-cheek, the reason he was so much higher. No. Yeah. I mean, I gave it just exactly what, the way it was. His hype. Oh, the hype. Or no, the, hype. the hype. The hype. H-Y-P-E. H-Y-P-E. I got hype. you. Hype. I thought you said hype. Yeah. Hype. Because of Spencer Rattler. He was yeah. the top Heisman contender, potential number one overall pick for the 2022 NFL draft instead. For a week. Yeah, lost his job and ended up now at South Carolina. So, But I do, I mean, thank goodness at least uh, our man Drew Sanders made the list. Not many people are – I mean, Jaden Hazelwood was the number four overall recruit in the country coming out of high school and led Oklahoma in, in, in catches. And I know that wasn't like an amazing feat. He had 39 catches. But, uh, you know, being so highly regarded, I don't think – I know it's a – you know, you're talking about quarterbacks with Dart and Rattler, but you don't ever see Jaden Hazelwood's name on any of these no. impact newcomer lists. You see Drew Sanders, and I think that's a that's an easy bet because, I mean – if he stays healthy, he's going to get 100 plus tackles, you know. So, um, and he was also very highly regarded coming out of high school. But uh, you don't you don't see Hazelwood much on these lists. That is kind of surprising because I really thought uh, Hazelwood might have cracked that list. But and they only picked 10, so you have to look at it that way. They only picked 10. Well, it's always you could add one, take off one from here. Sure, that's the way it is all the time, isn't it? Yeah, seems to be. When it's especially that's when it's that close, uh, Trey. Here's a here's another one. Oh, by the way, I got to give this story real quick. Four-star wide receiver Aiden Mazel, he committed to Florida by bringing 
two live alligators oh, wow. to the ceremony. <laughs> that's pretty creative. So yeah. that's, uh, that's four pairs of shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a design. Oh, man. <laughs> Turn them into. Um, I could only imagine what Tuck would take to his signing day back in the day. A pen. Besides that, because <laughs> he probably wouldn't carry. He actually he's carrying one of those right now. Believe it or not, Trey Biddy. I bought a boat today, and the, and the bank gave me a pen. Okay. <laughs> a boat? I bought a boat, a fishing boat. Well, proud for you, Raymond. Yeah, I'm putting out Lake Maumelle, and fifteen. I can leave my. My house, and in 15 minutes, be in the boat fishing. You gonna tell everybody where this boat is so they can go with you? Uh, no, but I'll tell Foley though. He just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're getting ready to fish. I'm getting ready to bury my golf clubs. Trey, are you? Uh, yes, I've got yeah. uh, a trip to Chicago later this month, and then they'll be up for a while. Uh, not mine. Yep. Mine will be. <laughs> yeah, mine will be. This can be sure. the best fall I've ever had in my life. This could year. be. Yes, it's going to be. Oh, okay. I've already determined that. I thought you just said this could be. <laughs> it's going to be. Proud of you, Raymond. Positive thinking. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow, and I promise <laughs> right, I will get back with you so we can match up our schedules. That's Trey Beatty. Yep. Sounds the good. The Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.